0: Welcome to the Wilderness Outreach ManCast. My name is John Bradford, along with my brothers, Peter and James. ManCast is your weekly adventure into the wilds of masculine spirituality, where we will be hunting for the meaning of manhood, tracking down the intersection of faith and science, uncovering true leadership, and searching for the deep meaning of the history of God's created universe. So strap on your hiking boots and your backpack, grab your compass and map, and let's get rolling. James and Peter, good to see you tonight.
1: All you right, too, fellas. Good to be back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh maybe uh James, you could lead us in with a prayer tonight.
1: Absolutely. And I'll uh this is my favorite prayer and I'll I'll share this somewhere when we get all that figured out. But this is well, the prayers that this is the prayer I closed with last week, we're going to open with it this week. It's just one of my favorite prayers by uh, Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frosade for the courage to be great. And I think that's something we can all pray for that courage. So we'll start in the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, give me the courage to strive for the highest goals, to flee every temptation to be mediocre. Enable me to aspire to greatness as Pierre Giorgio did. And to open my heart with joy to your call to holiness, free me from the fear of failure. I want to be Lord, firmly and forever united to you. Grant me the graces I ask you through Pierre Giorgio's intercession, by the merits of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We also ask for the intercession of Saint John Vianney, whose feast day we celebrate today.
0: the patron the patron of uh, seminarians and priests i believe right or priests and seminarians yeah.
1: spend 16 hours in the confessional sometimes That's amazing
0: wow it's yeah, that's, that's yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of heavy load and cross to carry there isn't it
1: right
2: right yeah if i do anything for 16 hours i'm done let alone something right. like that <laughs> So uh, tonight we're kind of going
0: to talk about what we're going to talk about as the uh, man Mancast uh, rolls out through time, right? So uh, kind of be a general uh, discussion about the types of programs we're going to have and the discussions we're going to have. And so uh, maybe we'll just kind of talk it through together. I know uh, since Wilderness Outreach is going to be soon on its 53rd backcountry hike, high mountain expedition, uh, there's just a ton of experiences uh, that men have had out there. If we think that, you know, we've had up to 500 men on these expeditions, each one of those men has at least one story. And uh, so uh, I think, for instance, there's uh, a story that, Jim, you can just kind of tease with a little bit there. We don't want to we don't want to tell the audience what it really is, but there was something that happened with you back a few years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, the first uh, wilderness outreach trip that I went on was with you to New Mexico. Um, thankfully, and I still, I'm still grateful for this today, that it was one of those things where we got out there and the service, Forest Service drove us right up to our camp. So there was (laughs) there was no like five, 10 mile hike in. So it was a good first experience. Like I just got there, unpacked my stuff, went and set up my tent. And so that was good because all the other trips that I've taken have been very, uh, very long hikes in, which are good things. But just kind of break me in. It was nice to have that easy, (laughs) easy into that, uh, into the wilderness there. But man, just absolutely beautiful, gorgeous out there in God's country, separated from all the distractions of, of life. And uh, and I, I know when we have uh, like the men's conferences and stuff, and you get a lot of guys who come and say, oh, I'd love to do that, but I have kids and all this stuff. Well, I have eight kids. At the time that we did that, we had four kids, I think, three or four kids. So it is possible. It takes a little bit more more work. Uh, but just a great experience with, with you, with my brother, Father Han. Um, Gosh, some of the uh, Andrew Maynard was there, Adam Pasternak, just some great guys um, and just some great discussion. I think that's really where I got into the seven habits, which is one of the topics we'll be discussing further on down the road. Um, Just it's always a great experience and they're always different. I've been on three and they're all completely different. There's some similar themes and structure, but the way the Holy Spirit works throughout the whole thing. It's just different. And it's always, for me, it's always been what you need at that moment. So each trip has been what I needed at that time, you know? So for that trip, it was all about more about trust and trusting yeah. God and his plan for, for, our, for my life and for our marriage and for our children. And so a lot of that, those themes came out in the conversation and the work and that kind of thing. So just a great first experience for me was out there in New Mexico.
0: Yeah. And I think so later we'll be talking about some specific things that happened on that trip, especially with the other priest that was with us. His name will remain unmentioned at this point. And then there was also (laughs) the, uh, the way that our, uh, that our, uh, forest service leader, uh, engaged with us after a while. Right. So there's some great Mm -hmm. stories there to get into. And then, and then I think later then, uh, uh, you probably wanna relate about when you came back to uh, the Sierra Nevada with your two sons back in uh, 2018. It's really kind of interesting, you know, uh, Christopher, uh, when he came on that expedition in 2018, I think he had to look up at me. I was taller than him. Now he's like six inches taller than me. So that's kind of right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's amazing how these young men grow. Right. And, and uh, But that's pretty cool. So there's some great experiences there as well in that one. I believe that you'll be able to relate.
1: Yeah, definitely that. Uh, and, it, and it just know thunder here just reminded me of, of that trip in New Mexico with the priest that will remain nameless for the time being. Um, <laughs> And just because we wanted to go to an early morning mass we built this altar way up in the mountains just for this one one mass and there was a thunderstorm i mean it's just it's a beautiful experience now when you look back on it so yeah definitely that's a, a little teaser for that one um yeah. and then i think of the, the trip with with my son anthony and chris son christopher out uh out there into california and we always joke about that's the uh, planes trains and automobiles trip because it was it was literally a plane to numerous trains to (laughs) to just to get there we had this whole crazy thing and then then hiking in and then as soon as we get there just a torrential nightmarish type downpour where everybody and everything is soaked and it's just like oh my gosh what how is this This is going to be miserable that's what i'm thinking but just a beautiful beautiful trip as it turned out and just a lot of amazing things happening during that trip as well even almost getting lost and starving to death and because john bradford wanted to (laughs) take a shortcut as usual so
0: (laughs) 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 it just doubled the amount of hiking Right. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. It didn't. He knew you roll guys roll. were all out of shape. He was trying to help.
0: Right. <laughs> so, and then uh, Peter, a uh, little bit about last year. Uh, you and again, uh, just a little tease, you know, about what we were, uh, what happened last year, and the, the, the discussions will get in and in, in depth here in the future.
2: Yeah, I think. Um... The most important thing I can say about the expeditions and wilderness outreach is um it just the amount that you can learn from being out there is incredible. Um if you're open to being taught uh by the Lord and uh listening to his voice through everybody you're around and everything that's going on, then there's so much you can take away from it and it's worth every moment. But like Jim touched on, um I think getting out there, there's just always like he took like planes, trains and automobiles. He said, I mean, like it's, it's funny. Once you do decide to go, this guy with eight kids and the 70 year old man go out there all the time, you know? Um, so nobody really has any excuses, but once you decide to go and let go of the excuses, then it seems like everything is trying to stop you from going. It's funny how it works really. And, um, It's, uh, it's just an experience. So some of the things that were the most impactful for me were, uh, let me see. I wrote a few things down. So I think John and I, I mean, just how the Holy spirit works was one thing that blows my mind. I mean, we ran into this guy from Hawaii that was just chilling on this dirt road in an old beat up Subaru. It turns out he's like a doctor, but his name's Boyce and, uh. We were able to help him out because I used to work on cars, but um, I guess we'll talk more about that later on. But um, a couple other things that I remember vividly from that expedition were just like the camaraderie and like pushing each other to do better and to be our best. And one way that we did that out there was like, I, I quit cursing from doing pushups for the most part. I'm still kind of bad at it, but we we kind of uh, brought that to the party, I guess. And then, uh, yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I learned too from being out there is just like, when you think you're done, you're not like, you have a lot more to give and it's easier to give for whatever reason, when you're in that environment with a bunch of dudes and you're responsible for something, it's a lot easier to do it and get it done than when you're at home with your kids or like any other situation when there's a, it's a masculine environment and it's like really dude you didn't do that like you're not gonna just not do it unless you're you know truly like boyish really so that's that was probably the biggest lesson for me and then coming home from that it was like a refresher of like how much more i can do for my family and the people i love yeah
1: yeah Yeah, that's echo that for sure Pete, because that's one of those things i think of even to this day on all three trips is my gosh if i can do that i can do this i mean this is nothing compared to you know the, the second trip hiking up all these switchbacks and in the heat and just you know having to go back down the the mountain to help other guys get their gear up and just man, if yeah. i can do that i can certainly go out here and cut the grass <laughs> it's just things like that you know and i don't know yeah. if it was your experience and john you don't count for this because you've been on so many of them but maybe it's yours as well but like the first day it's like exciting you're hiking in beauty is just all around you and then you start like the work the first the second day and then you're like what am I doing here this is miserable (laughs) but then it comes a point that you yeah exactly I'm like I cannot (laughs) believe I signed up for this again and then finally you hit that wall and then it's like a day or two later you're like I don't know if I can go back to you know cell phones and emails and I really like it I, could, I think I could just live out here in the in the mountains you know it's just how that changes you I think how you adapt and you know Holy Spirit helps you make it through the rest of that week and your brothers as well
2: yeah I remember yeah. coming back and going to a restaurant and uh there was like TVs everywhere and, like, it was at the end of the trip, and it was, like, a sensory overload. I was, like, so used to the tranquility and the quiet that's out there that you can't get anywhere else. And, like, the when you had a conversation with someone, it was something fruitful. It was, like, how are you trying to do better right now? Or "How are How are we pushing each other to do better? And not, like, this empty, meaningless stuff that we find ourselves talking about all the time in society. It's, like, no one asked me about, like, you know, the latest tech or like anything weird or lame that was just like irrelevant. Like we were actually talking about like real life stuff of like, like truly human things that matter. But anyway, uh, I I guess that leaves it on you, John.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, there's a number of different uh, things that really stick out. You know, there was a, this amazing rock we found in Idaho a few years ago with, uh, scripture written on it that we'll talk about just an amazing discovery. Uh, we got lost in the sand or I shouldn't say we got lost, but our horse packers got lost in the San Pedro wilderness once and dumped all of our food and our gear and everything about six miles away from where our camp was supposed to be. And we didn't find out where it was until almost 24 hours later. that we'll talk about that a little bit, but that was a great thing. Uh, you know, we've run into wilderness rangers, and uh, even had a, uh, a situation in Wyoming where uh, we encountered a grave site right close to our um, our sanctuary, and didn't know it until oh, wow. later. So there's a whole story about that, which we'll get into. And and again, we're gonna we'll talk to a lot of men that have had lots of experiences, and they'll go into detail about the 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 experiences and uh, i think the folks will really enjoy it Uh, so what else will we be doing that's about it
2: (laughs) 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 only talk about about expeditions
1: right we're just going to talk about expeditions that's it that's all there is if you're not not been on one then you know you
0: need time to to get out and go
1: that's right Uh, so we'll also be talking about books, or um, you know, we always. I was never a big reader. I don't know about you guys, but I was never a big reader until um, Father Han gave me that book I mentioned in the last episode, the "Pierced by a Sword," and and after that, it was like the dam broke, and I was just reading everything I could get my hands on. And so, with Wilderness Outreach, it seems like we we offer, I guess, suggest a lot of books to people, and um, and we even started, uh, kind of not requiring, but maybe it was requiring suggesting that we read books before an expedition that we could discuss around the campfire and and dig into. So that was always been a great thing. So, um, some of the books that I know that I want to talk about in future episodes are, um, would include wild at heart. I think that's the name of it, right? The, uh, shoot, what's his name?
2: Yeah. John Eldridge. John Eldridge
1: yeah John Eldridge is wild at heart that was a that was a very powerful book for me to read um, legendary he's not, yeah he's not Catholic but again like we I think we talked about it maybe in the last episode uh or somewhere else we talked about how you as Catholics we can read these things and then we kind of sift them and keep the true the good and the beautiful and let everything else kind of fall to the side so there's a lot of truth and beauty and goodness in wild at heart and so I think we really should discuss that and turn other guys onto that book and, and what it can do for their lives. And, uh, and he had a follow-up book, the way of the wild heart, which is phenomenal. I love that one as
0: well. Yeah. Yeah. is like, a really good, uh, I, you know, really lays out let's say a template for how to grow from being a, a boy to a man. Right. And, and like a six stage approach and really, really does a good job in that. And, uh, so yeah it's really interesting to think about john eldridge and and the effect that he's had he's really inspired a lot of men but with all of that there was always something in my mind that we'll talk about later that it it came up a little bit short for some reason mm-hmm. and, uh, and then that's that's where i think that the, the the depth of uh you might say catholicism of our church really kind of filled in a lot of a lot of areas for me that eldridge didn't quite reach right so it's uh but we'll we'll get into that uh, yeah wild at heart's a great book thanks michael uh, yeah, that yeah was, I what wild he said heart. too that the way
1: the wild heart for me it was a much better book because like yeah. what you said john it lays out those stages and it helped me see where i am or where i need to be and what i need to do and i thought that was
0: yeah yeah, maybe maybe when we bring Michael Pavey on with us, he can talk about that because we dedicated yeah. one of our expeditions at the High Sierra, re- reading the Way of the Wild Heart. And there's a lot of good stories there. So that's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be a great great thing to do. Um, yeah, then. Uh, so you've yeah, got another... some books that you like. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Jim. You were bringing up. Well, I was just going to
1: say there was another book that I that was really powerful for me, and it was on the second expedition and that was when we were out there in the john muir wilderness and just above that ranch and uh our good friend walt was on that uh on that trip as well but that's abandonment to divine providence so i was reading that and doing a lot of journaling during that because i was having a really rough time with um with our daughter who has special needs and, and things like that and sort of this, this book really helped me that expedition helped me so that's another great book i'd like for us to mm. Maybe take a look at.
0: Yeah. That's a great memory.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Pete, you yeah. Have a couple, couple books you're kind of interested in as well. Or,
2: yeah. Some, you, right? Yeah. Some, uh, game changers for me were the one I'm most excited to talk about with both of you guys is, uh, The Seven Habits by Covey. Uh, that one played a pretty major role in my, development and the way I see the world and and look at things. Um, Another one is uh, the 5am club by Robin Sharma. He's a, he's like a, I don't know, like a self mastery, like guru kind of guy. But anyway, that book, uh, I, I encountered that book at a very difficult time in my life. And I, I took a lot from it and it changed a lot of things. And, it's like kind of like Covey. Like, I don't necessarily agree with everything that dude says, but I took a lot from it and left some things. But uh, yeah. And then I think another one that really helped me recently was uh, I don't know why it took me so long to read it, but Jocko Willink's uh, Extreme Ownership. That one was a game changer for me. Just like the way that I think about every situation in life is like, okay what's my part in this and that was just it blew my mind when i read that and started thinking about things like that things did start to change in in a massive ways for me um but yeah those are some of the ones i'm excited to talk about and then obviously everything else too i mean Mm. yeah and i don't know jim you said you were never really a big reader i don't no, if you listened to me the last time i was talking on here but i was definitely never a big reader until like <laughs> <laughs> this, this weird spot i knew how to i knew numbers so i knew how much like cigarettes and beer cost that was it <laughs> i knew yeah, those letters
0: yeah so it's it's kind of funny too, Jim, to hear you say that you weren't a big reader. Because uh, just recently, Father Han was talking about you. I guess he was bragging on you a little bit. But he's like, Jim's reading all these books all the time. I don't know where he finds the time to do it. He's got like, <laughs> he says, I can't re- I can't seem to g- find any time to read. And here he's got eight kids or nine kids, and he's you know, he's like, so it's kind of funny. But yeah, he's he really admires you now for the like once he got once he lit the fire with you you know it just like kept burning you know kept taking off so. right
2: yeah. little does and he I'll, know all let... the sellers he puts his kids in to read
1: right right <laughs> they're all <laughs> locked in the room while I try to read but I'll I'll share the secret it's no secret of course is it's audible um yeah. my audible library is is ridiculously extensive i just noticed that the other day just so if I had those titles in paperback or hardback, it would be a couple more shelves. But mm. nice because I can listen to that during my drives. And I can listen to it at one and a quarter, one and a half speed so I can, you know, get through those. But a lot of it, yeah, I'll share with them, just kind of stumble upon these these great books and, and share them with them. But, but yeah, so reader now means listener, but uh, yeah. But I that's good. That, I mean, or, it's, it yeah. seems
0: to me seems to me that that helps us develop that sense of listening. Right. Which mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't been trained very well in that. But now all of a sudden that, you know, and then didn't it, it just occur to me that that's probably a good, you know, this whole idea of like seek first to understand could be helped. The, 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 there could be training by just listening to a book and trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's this guy talking about or what she what she what's her point here right and then really kind of digging into it listening it maybe going back listen to it again and so that's yeah so i've got a few audible things like that but probably predominantly i still read the you know the uh the uh, analog type stuff and uh, a lot of times i'll get the book and then I'll also get like uh Oh, what's the uh, online where you can actually read it online uh you get it through amazon i can't the kindle so kindle, the, i like the yeah. i like the kindle because uh i like to be able to capture quotes and the nice thing about kindle is you can go in there and copy and paste yeah. and then you've got you know you can get some really sweet quotes without having to like type it out right to go back and review. Right. So it's kind of, that's a real a real uh, efficient thing so yeah with me uh you know, as as I talked about last time, my father kind of led me into the whole reading thing. But I'd say there's some several books that really were like huge. Uh, as a Man Thinketh, 1905 by James Allen. We'll talk about that. I think In Search of Excellence by Tom Peters back in the 80s, you know, business consultant. What's really cool about that is he's just basically saying business is a calling, and he just kind of gave me a, a, a perspective of business as an adventure and a calling, right? And it's like, wow, you know I hadn't thought about that, and that kind of led into like the fifth discipline by Peter Singh, and then and then stump and then finding uh, uh, stephen covey and then and then when come then after coming into the church, you know, like he leadeth me the great siege and then. Uh, no apologies and unrepeatable so just there's just a ton of great work that uh you know we've talked about on our expeditions that we'll kind of dig into uh here in the future really kind of talk about it and uh, dissect them and see what the the great meaning is you know and and at the same time all these things we're talking about this like the books it's like there's a center point of meaning that they're all kind of they're hitting into a sweet spot that we're all kind of discovering right that we're all kind of focused on what's where's the common meaning for all this stuff we're talking about just like when peter brought up jocko willink and extreme ownership that concept is kind of like uh covey's uh habit number uh one on steroids so you can see there's a real connection there right which it, it's it'll it'll be a great way for us to talk about these books in the future and how they tie into each other. That uh, yeah. But well, then there there's something-
1: <clears throat> I was just gonna say it's interesting listening to you you know talking about that and how there's like a center, that a lot of these things you know if we drew a a, a graph of some sort or we could just kind of they would connect they would all have some sort of connections, and I yeah. know you and I have talked about this, John. I don't know your feeling, Pete on this, but. You know, I'm also an avid reader of, of fiction. So when I can read Seven Habits in the same token that I would read, you know, Lord of the Rings or uh, Narnia books or, you know, any of those things and, and kind of pull that kind of stuff out of there as well. I know, John, you've mentioned to me before that you're not a big, big fiction reader. Um, and that's that's fine. We still love you um but it would be nice to it'd be interesting to talk about some of those as well for people who have read some of that stuff and how does you know where what are some of those habits that we see in um narnia what are some of those you know virtues that we see in some of these epic stories of you know these other writers so Mm -hmm. it's interesting to tie that kind of stuff together too
2: yeah i think a great deal can be learned from fiction and um I think it's important to step out of reality into somebody else's story. And just like what John was saying, I mean, because there's other messages they're trying to convey to us through fiction. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. to be gained there. And a lot of, like, I learned some of the most valuable lessons of my life from, you know, whatever fiction, Harry Potter, or whatever it may be. Like, when I was real little, I actually. I actually was a, a little bit of a reader when I was young, very young. And um I don't know. It's one of those things that's not for everybody, but I I agree there's a lot of uh of good fiction out there, Jim. And I enjoy it. I I, I need to read more of it. Um for sure. There's a lot to be learned when you get out of yep. like it's good to get the books like extreme ownership, like here's the roadmap, go do it. But then there's like the stories that tell you like, th- this is what happened in this situation. These, what these people did. And it's also entertaining. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what I've, I've learned is I, I try to,
1: you know, do something that challenges my mind and then something that kind of entertains me and just kind of keep moving that back and forth, you know, and just talking about one of the things, Lord of the Rings, you know, it's a classic, and father han and i often talk about this and the, you know if there's one lesson that you get from that book or that series is that life has its ups and downs you know one minute you're in the shire partying the next minute you're on weather top trying to defeat you know the evil powers and, and that's the way life is sometimes you're you're on top of the, the world and having a great time the next week you're struggling with your sins and you're struggling with all these oppressive powers and you know it's it's Taking those highs and lows, and and praying through those constantly, like you know, like you're a, a hobbit, you're just keeping focused on the <laughs> on the prize <laughs> at
2: the end. So yeah, except there are I, some
1: lessons in there. But
2: how do you think that uh, fiction and nonfiction has impacted your personal growth, Jim?
1: I think, I mean, I would say that they've affected me. Equally, I think there's there's something to say for both. That I I get courage from the from the nuts and bolts, like Seven Habits or you know Jocko's book or any of those things. But I get inspired and full of hope from some of those stories that are analogous to to life. You know that these writers see this and they can help us see it more clearly, like you said. So yeah, sorry to certainly... get off on that tangent. So. <laughs>
0: you know that's that's good though i mean because it started me down a. as listening to you talk i started recalling that you know there's been a bit of fiction i've you know especially when i was younger i mean everything from um you know uh gosh uh thinking back into what uh you know even reading uh, Uh, some of the Shakespeare's works, which in a sense is it's historically based, right? But in a sense, it's fiction as well. But and uh, that, you know, great books. I remember reading a great book once that was called Sometimes a Great Notion, which is 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 an epic story. And then, uh, gosh, uh, uh, you know, as years went by, there's just a number of different books that I've read. That just recently I read uh, Graham Greene's the, *The Power and the Glory*, which is a fictional book, but it's based in Mexico at the time of the the persecution of the church. You know, back in the in the early uh, 1900s, I believe. But that that's basically a fictional account, but it is really it's really a, a well done book. You know, and uh, so yeah, so it's. Uh, yeah and certainly the lord of the rings i you know i spent uh when i first read the lord of the rings it goes back to the winter of 1974-75 and i just i i had heard about them and i finally sat down that winter and i just read them right and it was really really great it was very inspiring
2: i had no idea how old those books were
0: That includes our broadcasts. As
2: <laughs> yeah, so that, John's on the way to my house.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah, them's fighting words, right? Sorry, man. <laughs> I
2: just, you know.
0: Yeah, I think probably what uh, uh, certainly the first books he wrote were probably before World War II and maybe the he finished it around that time, so the mid. 20th century early to mid to mid 20th century i guess is when he probably wrote those and uh but yeah but probably get into those and probably get uh father hahn on there to talk about those yeah. books with us. Oh, and no. uh, absolutely and so so moving on there's uh there we're going to talk about personal growth a bit and uh no. oh, so and like one of the one of the things that uh, I've been doing here recently is a is a program called Optimal Work, which is uh, it's been created by a Catholic psychiatrist out of Harvard by the name of a Dr. Majors. And it's just uh, it's an amazing uh, piece of work to learn how to work properly. That uh, includes this concept of reframing so that when we get into when we have uh, conflicts in our life, and things come after us, and it's kind of knocking us off our game. Uh, so he, uh, he gives this process, which the first part of that process is, is called reframing, where when something negative is coming at us in our life, in order to manage it and to, uh, to to make something good out of it, we have to actually do that. We have to reframe this, uh, what's happening to us, and how it is actually coming into our life, and probably providing us with something that we need in terms of maybe conflict, right, or just how to change our thought processes about something. So, so that's something that uh, that I've been working on this past year with personal growth. Let's say I'm kind of going through it again. I'm going to continue to do that. We'll we'll dig into that a little bit. I think.
1: Yeah, that sounds sounds good. Um, I would say one of the things that I've been working on about half, not as much as I should, and because it's intimidating, is the uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson self authoring program where you are writing about things that have happened in your life, things that are happening and things you want to see happen and just kind of journaling all this stuff stuff down and analyzing your life and seeing it for what it is and the things that affected you and the good, the bad, the ugly. And it's a great thing to to do that. It's challenging to sit down and really come to terms with, you know, maybe some event that happened in the past that you have seen as traumatic um, and kind of reframing it and seeing how God has used that in your life to, to do something positive. But that's definitely a a good program that i i've been working on i know father hans been working on um but that's definitely a personal growth area now that we can talk about that kind of that kind of thing we can talk about exercise or lack thereof or what's the <laughs> what's the best what's the what kind of exercises we all do what kind of um you know programs to keep in shape because we are spiritual and physical. And so we can talk about that in future episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know Pete's kind of into the, the, the kettle balls a little bit, aren't you? Peter?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I like the kettlebells and the calisthenics.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. You got anything else on that, Jim? Or you, want, you want me to take it away?
1: Um, the only other thing that, and we can talk about this is kind of a crossover between like personal and spiritual would be fasting you know some of the the physical benefits of fasting intermittent fasting you know friday fasting wednesday fasting whatever it is as well as the spiritual benefits of, of fasting so that's something we can definitely do an episode on that we'll talk about probably as it gets closer to Lent. might be a good place for that one but mm.
2: solid yeah I don't know um for personal growth let's see i uh I'm kind of obsessed with it now that doesn't mean I'm good. I definitely suck at it, but I'm working on it right um so, some of the things I like my some of my favorite things that I hope we get to talk about are just like the uh programs like John and Jim are talking about like uh optimum work and self-authoring I'm not doing the optimum work but I'm in the midst of self-authoring as well and it's like a long process and it's intimidating it's it's rough it's like that's a hard one but then other things like uh Jordan Dr. Peterson also has like understanding myself like that personality assessment and uh the disc profile taking those quizzes and just kind of like learning more about yourself and figuring out what works for you, um, are some big things that, uh, I, I, I'm excited to talk about.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Along the, along those lines too, uh, you know, these, these instruments, like we mentioned, uh, the, 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 big, the big five aspect scales, uh, that, uh, that doctor Peterson has, and uh, which all psychologists, I think, it's kind of the the standard, the, the gold standard with uh, personality assessment in the psycho- psychological world. It's pretty neat that Pete and I have shared our uh, five aspects with us. And uh, if they so, if there's a, like a hundred people in a room, uh, Pete and I are like uh, ninety nine and one hundred of the most di- we're the two most disagreeable people in the in the room. So. One of the things that we're similar about, or something like
2: that. yeah, but, yeah, we're also both very impolite. <laughs> it was like if there's a hundred people there, you're less yeah. polite than I don't know people why them.
0: people are so sensitive, right? It's I okay. don't get it. So it's like uh, <laughs> babies, <laughs> but, dude. but uh, the um, yeah, I was kind of thinking about this program that we'll talk about as well called Heart Styles, which is pretty neat because it it kind of it talks about this concept of that we'll get into above and below the line, right? Like when, uh, when anything happens to us, uh, there's, there's a tendency to, re- to react in a poor way. And then, then, and then you make the problem worse, right? So something comes at us, it's coming out of left field, smacks us in the face. And our, then our response a lot of times is like anger or just you know it's 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 like a, a reflexive response that's based in old habits that we've developed that aren't helpful right they're not helpful to us and so this heart styles uh, program and and uh, let's say it'd be great to get Matthew Schlater Sh- on here with us because he's he's really the expert of it but the idea that when you're above the line you're working in the areas of humility and love and then when you're below the line you're working in these areas of pride and fear and after going through that i can really see that how that works so whenever whenever like i'm feeling fearful about something or prideful about something and then i respond out of my fear and my pride it's usually not going to be a good thing and so this in this self-formation journey that we're on really kind of focusing on humility in terms of being the man that God made me to be. That's what humility is being the human being that God made you to be understanding that and doing it. That's what true humility is. And then love meaning, what do I need to do to help the other human being to do the best that they can do or be the best they can be. So those are the two realms that were really like outside of ourselves then and really doing the great work, which that that's, you know, I really think that's, where we we want to go to right this uh forming ourselves to to working out of humility and and love so that's i think that'd be a great great thing to discuss as well the art styles program so
2: yeah it sounds like the the way to get there is through understanding who we are though and how we operate and the way the, the paradigms we uh see the world through right yeah yeah and
0: that's uh and yeah, so, you know, why did I just get angry? You know, it's something that happened. And that's right. that. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, that, and, and it's, uh, and I think, Jim, you've done a little bit of this. I know Father Han has as well, and I've done it. But when I start looking back, like, it's a great exercise. Like, uh, if you take your, your whole life in seven year increments and you put a timeline out there, and and you say, okay, what kind of things happened to me that were good experiences? That would be the above the line. And then what were the bad experiences that happened to me? And you go through your life and you can kind of populate your entire life in these seven-year increments. And then you really learn a lot about yourself then. It's like, oh, that happened to me when I was like 10 years old, right? It was kind of a negative experience. And now I'm still carrying that luggage or that baggage with me. Every time something like that happens now, right so it has nothing to do with what's going on now, but I'm responding because of some wound or some uh, you know some problem that developed a long long time ago, but I'm still doing the same thing again and again right so understanding that then that, that journey of self- formation of self-awareness is really a it's really a good thing excuse me.
1: So what else we have? uh, Spiritual growth things we'll be talking about. Different types of prayer. Um, Things
0: that
2: happen. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Pete. Yeah, some of the some of the spiritual growth. I mean, it's all like intertwined, right? So the physical, mental, and uh, spiritual. And emotional all of those things are intertwined but i think that this is like the cornerstone of all of them is like having that relationship with the lord and like um if there's one daily habit that i need to get better at it's this one but if there's one daily habit that i have that uh, has made the most change in my life it's this one even though i'm still terrible at it and i fail to um to meet The needs of this relationship because that's really what it is is the the spiritual growth is really just our relationship with the Holy Trinity just like growing it's like if you want to have a better relationship with someone what do you do you spend time with them and uh, we could all do a better job at that but some of the some of the daily habits that I have to try to do better at that are just like like my journaling goes into that. I I wake up, I have like a daily checklist that, and that's like one of the first things on there is, you know, the only thing that's before that is like I pee. Um, and, (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) you know, but, uh, yeah, just, just treating that as the most important aspect of your life really. That's all I have on that right now, but I'm excited to talk more about that and some methods that we that uh that you guys have and that I have
0: yeah well one of the, one of the things that I think you tend to we tend to forget about are the the good habits that maybe we've already started and i I would kind of uh like the the reading or the praying of the liturgy the hours is huge, and it's like you know and if I don't do it so so my daily routine is Get up in the morning, read you know, pray the office, then next pray morning prayer, and then as the day goes on, then I like to try to you know, go out for a hike and always pray the rosary, or go for a bike ride and pray at least you know, uh, a set of the mysteries of the uh, the rosary, which are really great reflections of you know, and it's always kind of like kind of measuring myself to where. God, where I think God wants me to be in there and kind of using that, those, those prayers as a reflection on that or praying for somebody else who needs some help and that kind of stuff. So I think there's some, some good things there that are really, have been key for my spiritual growth that I just want to continue and, you know, open the door for the, the Holy Spirit to, to move in and, and help me get better, right? And help, help me to grow, you know. So it's uh that kind of leads us on to this idea of leadership. So I, I know we kind of we've we hit on some leadership themes here early, but I think this this idea of leadership, you know, man, men men as leaders, right? What makes men different as leaders and say the ladies are? And what you know, there's obviously leadership as a general category, and what's the difference between, let's say a male leadership and maybe female leadership, what's going on in those differences there. But uh, so uh, uh, I would say that I've always kind of thought that the beginning of leadership, of understanding leadership is that whole idea of that knowing yourself and then striving for that inner integrity in your own heart, trying to hold yourself responsible, kind of fighting that inner battle first and then and then trying really trying to push for that inner integrity in other words i believe in certain things that i should act in certain ways so holding myself responsible to act in accordance with the things i believe in that's that inner battle and uh, and that's a lifelong mastery and and that, i think that's a first step towards being a leader right is really fighting that battle and learning how to fight it in your entire life. And then you can move out into that, that battlefield outside of ourselves. And I had some of the guys I really look to that I've learned a lot again about leadership as, as Jordan Peterson. And, uh, again, Jocko Willink and, uh, Leif Babin and, uh, and another guy by the name of, uh, Simon Sinek. I've gotten a lot out of him, like with his leaders eat last book. So, uh, Leads, leads me to, uh, yeah, so there's just some good stuff out there. Leadership is a big idea. You know, there's like 75,000 books out there that are in print with the word or title leadership in them, which then begs the question, does that mean there's 75,000 different styles of leadership? And I would say... Not hardly, right <laughs> right, <laughs> so what is it, right? what is it, and what's so what's I mean what's inspired you jim in 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 that area of leadership, what is it you're when you hear the word leadership, what's uh what do you think yeah when
1: i when I hear the the word leadership, my first thought is, well, this is something that's for. The multi-million dollar billion dollar corporation this is for men and women who are leading thousands of people and all that that image comes to mind but when we're talking about leadership we're talking about leading yourself closer to god we're talking about leading your family we're talking about leading other men on an expedition you're talking about all these different things it doesn't have to be this giant corporation leadership type thing it's about being a better better man better person you know and i think of of people who i've seen as leaders who and when i think of a leader i think of somebody that i would follow into battle whether that be a battle against using rock bars and crosscut saws or that be a battle of walking around the abortion clinic or that be you know any of those types of things that i would just follow this person you know and of course john you're one of those those guys you've always been that way for me it's like there's certain characters and characteristics and attributes that you have that i'm like i need to i need more of that and and we've talked about this on our hikes before where you're the bull in the china shop who just he sees an issue and just goes after it and i'm the guy who stands at the doorway and say okay what's the best way to approach this without making a huge huge mess so (laughs) we have those different personalities and i want to have a little bit more of that you know take charge jump in there right or wrong let's start moving let's let's have action you know so you're definitely a person i see as a leader who is not afraid just to to jump in and serve really and to show other people the right way and that's what you're doing with wilderness outreach i think of my brother as well don't tell him i said this his head is big enough already but you know he's a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's definitely a leader and he's a humble leader. I mean, he, he goes into some very tough situations in his role as a pastor, yeah. as a vocations director, as a vicar for priests, but he's always has this sense of humility about him. And and to me, that's, that's leadership that he knows the right thing to do at the right time. um, And does it and does it humbly. And so that's, you know, it's a leader. And I think of my dad, he's always, exhibited some sort of leadership, whether that was with the scouts or uh, any of those other things, but just his work ethic was just phenomenal. And I don't know how he did the things that he did, you know, he made me not want to be a plumber. I'll say that for sure. Because that was <laughs> not <laughs> when he comes home smelling like you think he would because he'd been cleaning out a septic and doing all this stuff. And I I'm like, gosh, that's just crazy. But he did it not because he loved it because he loved me he loved father han he loved our family and to me that's leadership that so humility taking charge and just that humble service of doing what needs to be done regardless of what it smells like so so we'll talk about these different people and different characteristics i think in our in our coming episodes of what leadership really is it's not just about getting a company to the top it's about leading your family
0: leading other brothers not necessarily about maximizing shareholder value then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Getting people to heaven.
1: That's what it's about.
0: Yeah. yeah. Peter, what do you what are you thinking when you hear the word leadership? What's uh what comes to your mind?
2: Self gift and service. That's that's about it. And just uh well, self gift and service and then like my mission as a dad to to uh provide, protect, and lead my kids to heaven, really and and just show them the way. And then to bring everybody around me closer to the Lord and to heaven, that's what really comes to mind. And then after that, like the uh, role models that I've had and continue to have in my life, who are great leaders that I've I've somehow stumbled into, you know what I mean? God's plan not mine. I've been abundantly blessed with the 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 amount of different like role models that I've had and like how diverse the range is. So I've learned a lot from a lot of different people like like I have you as a mentor, for example John i can I can ask Jim you can ask you questions I mean my dad also has nine kids um i was one of the one of the people that definitely comes to mind is this this dude named mr jerry he uh he ran this ranch I was on as a as a troubled youth and um the dude was haggard i mean like he had a cane he could barely walk around but I saw him pick this kid up by with one hand and a cane in his other hand hobbling around, but he picked this kid <laughs> up and put him on the wall and put him in his place. And I was like, <laughs> but he like was that. right. You know what I mean? Mr. Jerry wasn't wrong in any aspect of doing that. And like, I just admired him more on that later for sure. But yeah, just uh, so, so self gift and then role models are what come to my mind. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that you 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 mentioned that idea of mentorship along with leadership, right? So there's a, there's a certainly a big aspect of the leader as a mentor somehow, right?
2: Absolutely.
0: And, and I and I think also I don't think the leader is sometimes the leader, and a lot of times has to say, "This is where we're going. This is how we're going to do it. Let's roll now, right?" And he's yeah. kind of like, but. I think that's one aspect, so it's kind of the leader when you just got to get moving and you got to get moving now, but there's also this idea of leadership of providing um, a situation for people to grow in the leadership is a big part of leadership at the same time, right, so you want to, you know, I think the true leader wants to see people grow into their own form of leadership and discover who they are. Right. So he's going to try to figure out some way to create an environment so that people can do that. So I think that's an interesting concept at the same time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was just yeah. listening to uh, a Jocko Willick's podcast and it's really good if you're not already listening to his podcast, but it was really interesting how he talks about training. You know, he's a former Navy SEAL and how he helps the Navy SEALs and one of their things he he was helping these guys in a mock battle and they were just getting their rear ends kicked and one of the things he would do is he would pull the guy one of the guys out it didn't matter who it was it didn't have to be you know a higher rank or anything he'd pull the guy out tell him to step back and look at what's going on so just just being a mentor to say
0: step back take a breath and look
1: at what's going on before you just start following the next next thing, you know, really going after it. So it's just interesting. That's an interesting concept as a mentor, to say, pause, you know, and that might be a leadership position is to say, you know, I'm going to coach you on how to take that step back, you know, how to how to look at the, the situation with a in a bigger picture without that tunnel vision. And again, whether that's in the seminary or family or whatever.
0: Yeah. And even to the point, like if it's not a life and death situation, which you know, Mm -hmm. ninety, probably ninety five percent of everything we do is not life and death, right? But the ability to allow somebody to fail, almost intentionally, allowing them to fail because you learn so much through failing, right? So to to allow somebody to move into a situation where it's a little bit above their head. Or it's a little bit like throwing them into the deep end of the pool for the first time so but it's there there's a lot to be learned there so in, in some ways a leader could uh could help set that up right just because they know that it's going to help a person to learn. the other the other part of leadership is just kind of thinking about men uh, men in leadership and a few names that have inspired me is like joshua lawrence chamberlain colonel harold moore and there's that and i just remembered that story about the boys in the boat is that something you're familiar with about the the, those uh young men who were all sawyers up in the state of washington and they ended up heading into the 1936 olympics and and uh nazi germany right to, to 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 race in the the, the sculling races and the boat races and amazing story of leadership and self-sacrifice and all that Yeah. yeah that's a good story the boys in the
1: boat it's another good so, book we could talk about
0: yeah yeah and then uh, another another thing that uh We'll probably get into, without a doubt, the great battles of, of Christendom and Christianity. You know, there's there's a, a lot of uh, misconceptions out there. Like if you say the word crusade, I'll bet uh, probably 60 to 70 percent of the people, if you would say the word crusade to them, they'll think that's when Christianity subjected Uh, Islam, all these terrible crusades, right, without actually understanding that Noah is actually the other way around, right? And that the crusades were about uh, Christian soldiers and and forces trying to protect Christians who actually possessed land and were being driven off by uh, the Muslims, you know, through history. But there's a lot of interesting battles there from, you know, Charles Mark Martel, I believe was his name at the Battle of Tours and then uh, Battle of Belgrade and then moving forward to Lepanto and the Great Siege. There's a a, a whole lot of things to uh, Pete's smiling there because I I subjected him to hours of listening to the Great Siege once upon a time. So, so, yeah. It was horrible. uh, And even like in the, the Battle of New Orleans, the battle of new orleans in 1815 there's this great catholic tie-in there with christianity and and uh, andrew jackson that uh is pretty neat so uh there's there's a lot there's a lot that uh to talk about there and then uh yeah yeah some good some good battles there uh you know the John Sobieski, you've probably seen the the vodka, Sobieski vodka, right? It's named after Jan Sobieski, who is known as the Lion of the North, who uh, you know came down out of Poland and confronted uh, confronted the uh, the Ottoman Turks at uh, I believe is in outside of Vienna, drove them out of the country. You know back in uh the 1600s. So there's just lots of, lots of great stories in there that we'll get into.
2: Right on. Well, uh, yeah, I'm stoked to learn about all those things. I I know a little bit about a little bit of them, but uh, yeah, school and like, stuff like that wasn't my strong point up <laughs> until <to> now so <laughs> maybe that'll change maybe I'll learn a little something while we're here um <laughs> yeah so another exciting thing we're going to talk about is the battle for souls and that's like part of our mission and leadership in just uh the whole premise of wilderness outreach is really that alone just getting to heaven and uh taking everybody around us with us in short but uh we get to talk a lot about secular culture and how we encounter that, and and just uh, the the battles we go into day to day as Catholic men in it, and uh, how we handle those situations from three very different, unique perspectives. I think that's going to be a cool thing to talk about. Uh, what do you guys think about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: You guys got any thoughts on on the things, the types of things we're going to talk about, and Involving that, John.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, there's <laughs> there's different ways to think about it too. Like there's uh, uh, there are forces. Let's say there's there's uh, chaotic hey, right out, out in the secular culture that's uh, uh, not necessarily being used by any particular group against people, but it's like uh, a good example. Of, uh, would be the the boys adrift book by uh, Dr. Leonard Sachs where he really kind of talks about the different problems in secular culture and how it's really attacking young men right and so there's, there's we'll talk a lot about that and what's going on in secular culture that's that's actually trying to destroy manhood and boyhood and uh So, yeah, we'll talk about those things. Um, and uh, And then from the other perspective, like, so what's going on in the world today where all of a sudden we have young people that think communism is really a good idea, right? Even though there's been more people slaughtered, especially in the 20th century at the hands of communists and dictators like that. But yet we have young folks today that, I guess they don't know the history, right? So, uh, but there are some def- there are definitely some people out there that want power just for the sake of power, and they're willing to kill and maim and and do whatever they can do. So I think uh, we'll be talking about some of that too. And who are those people? And we'll talk about the Frankfurt School, which was a group of, of let's say so- socialist communists that came out of Europe uh and it landed in the united states and started uh started something that they themselves called was a march through the institutions of america to take it over and to destroy it from the inside out and uh, it's good good stuff to kind of look at there's uh there's uh some interesting things to learn there and to guard ourselves against and to help teach our children and our family and everybody around us about the history of uh of freedom and what we need to be doing to protect it. So, and then, you know, just the fact, I think the other thing, uh, that we're, we're in a new age, and there's a, there's a great book out there called "From Christendom to Apostolic Mission. That uh, really depicts the modern world, you know, we're no longer in, a, in an ancient Christendom anymore, there it is, there it is. And it's really we're back to a missionary phase again and uh, so we're in a we're, we're living in an environment that's uh, that's uh, really yeah, it's it's fighting against christianity and everything that we hold dear
2: yeah i think it's a cool time to be alive though because it's like you know who's on your side like back when everything was like all the paradigm of society was based off Christendom. And I think that book talks about it a little bit, but it was like kind of confusing because you never knew who was with you or against you. It was like everybody was at mass and like doing the right thing or tr- like looking like they were doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now it's like, okay, it's a little bit easier to see like, okay, this guy's on the right side or this guy's doing good or this guy's evil. And then there's this chick that's over here telling my kids that they get a pick if they're a boy or they're a girl, you know what I mean? it's like pretty obviously like what's going on. And I, I think that's the exciting thing yeah. because it's just black and white right now. Yeah. And it's just yeah, like it's a like, cut battle. Yeah. It's,
0: it's like evil has raised its head right Up out of, out of the chaos. And it's, it feels emboldened to basically say that, right. It's, it's exposing itself. So it is exciting, right? It's like, okay, game on, right. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah.
1: It's, it's the adrenaline you see when the dragon finally appears from his
2: hiding spot, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah only it's got pink hair and like
0: <laughs> <laughs> multiple earrings and, uh, and uh, it says, it's a
2: dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So, oh, then, uh, well, we're going to be doing a lot of interviews too with, uh, let's say, blue collar men, so men that you don't even know, but we admire, right? There's yeah. men we admire that nobody knows these men, because they're not like part of the, you know, they're not out in the public and everything, but they're, they're, they're family men, and they're, they're men of holiness, and striving for holiness, and, uh, you know, I like to say there's men who are wear a blue collar and then there's men that wear a white collar and then there's men that wear a Roman collar and we're going to be talking all those guys, right? Cause they're real men and we want to get their, uh, their thoughts about what manhood is and how we're going to move forward. And, uh, yeah, I could say a few names out there like Boyden Ortiz, Ford, Walsh, Han, Pavey, Frederick, and, uh, Keep going
2: forward, (laughs) man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, we we're going to be talking to those guys. I think we're going to we're going to be doing uh, uh, we're going to be doing some sitting around the campfire, smoking cigars and uh, and praying together. Right. We're going to we're going to be doing some evening prayers together. And uh, yeah.
1: So it yeah, all sounds cool. good. I think this has been a, a good good episode to get an introduction. Just uh I'm gonna recap real quick, if that's all Please. right with y'all. Yeah, do it. So we're gonna be talking about our experiences on wilderness outreach outreach trips. So that's three of us, as well as these people we're gonna these guys we're gonna talk to who have been on these trips. We're gonna be reviewing books and talking about books and diving into some of the, the great books that have influenced us and others. Um, We're going to talk about personal growth, um, physical, emotional, spiritual, all those types of things, spiritual growth, talking about leadership, uh, some of the great battles of Christendom that have formed our lives today, whether we know it or not, Um, battles for souls, doing great interviews with priests, deacons, construction workers, everybody under the sun, all these great men. and I'm challenging John to get us uh, at a, an interview with Bishop uh, Fernandez at some point. Oh, would be phenomenal. But we'll pray about that. <clears throat> but it seems like he would be a, a good one to come on and just talk about. You know, I and he's another one who, when you talk to him or listen to him, you're like, "Let's go, let's go." I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to join the battle. You know, he just has that way about him. So that would be great to interview him but a lot of great stuff that we have planned these are just a few things that we kind of narrowed it down to for tonight so um so keep watching like subscribe all that stuff i don't know how that works pete you can take that (laughs)
2: i'm gonna try to figure it out today man that's the that's the other thing that we're trying we're working on right now is getting this out to all the platforms that's something i'm gonna hopefully have done tonight um so now i have to do it because i said it so it'll be yeah and earlier today I put on <laughs> put on Facebook
1: a link to um wilderness outreach page that has all the books listed um and the reason for that is if you want to get one of those books or a couple of those books and you order it through there it goes through the Amazon smile um platform whatever and wilderness outreach gets a a little percentage of that so that's so purchasing through those links helps with outreach and its mission. So, yeah, but we'll we'll put links out there to all the resources and things like that, so you can have those.
0: Yeah. So so next week on our uh, broadcast, uh, I I won't be here, and I'm going to be in the uh, Sierra Nevada up on the Pacific Crest Trail with a group of uh, 14 men, a priest, and uh, we're going to be. Uh, doing some rock work and trail work, uh, helping to improve that Pacific Crest Trail, especially the John Muir, the uh, trail portion of it up around the Silver Pass area up, up above Edison Lake. So I'll be up there and I'm going to take my camera out there and get some interviews and uh, and then bring back some uh, some stuff for folks when I get back on the uh, 18th. So I'll be coming back in and uh, uh, yep. Yeah,
1: so while you're gone, uh, Pete and I will just be playing poker on here. So anybody wants to join, they can. <laughs> so Pete and I are going to be talking about next week. We're going to be talking about uh, our trips, uh, what people can expect, why they should consider, why men can sh- should consider going on a on an expedition with Wilderness Outreach. Uh, so we'll be talking about that kind of stuff. Um, and praying for you and hoping you have a have a great trip
2: yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it man um not you being gone or anything john no i'm just kidding (laughs) but uh yeah we uh we also had an event that we uh we might talk about i might share some about that next week while john's gone but it was called the uh the summit of the seminarians or something like that right john it was a good time yeah i'll share a little bit about that next week um but yeah, I think that about wraps it up, right, fellas? Unless you got anything else, John, Jim. Nope, I think that's it. We'll uh, Pete and I will see y'all next week, and we'll be praying
1: for John and that expedition. Yeah. When do you leave, John?
0: Uh, Monday morning. Yep.
1: Monday morning. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I'll be back uh, Thursday the eighteenth. Uh, yep. Okay. We'll be so father spencer howe and a number of different men will be out there together it'll be a great time uh, going back to where it all started back in 2006 and 2007 2008 so yeah so peter so would you give us, uh, lead us out in a prayer maybe
2: yeah for anybody that hasn't uh checked it out yet check out our new website it's been redesigned this year it's wildernessoutreach.net and uh yeah check that out and look at our facebook page if you would but anyway in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen thank you father for this time we got to share together and uh please bless john on his expedition and all the men that are going on it let them learn a lot and retain the knowledge that they that you do give them please bless all of our families and everyone listening amen Father, Son, amen. Holy Spirit, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, man. God yep. bless. All See
1: right, you fellas. Yep. Safe, safe travel.